1: And Walker, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ, reminding you that high school football is back. It all gets started Thursday night with the 2023 High School Football Kickoff Night powered by Ortho, Carolina. Action begins at 5 15 with Coxmill facing off against Weddington. And you can tune in to WFNZ at 8 p.m. to hear Independence versus Mallard Creek live from Memorial Stadium. Head to CLTKickoffWeekend.com for tickets and more information. Again, that's CLTKickoffWeekend.com. Dot com. We can go to the text line. We can still read some of these uh, angry fans of Fiddy because we got some Nats fans that are angry for you. Um, or at you, I should say Delvis the Rock. He said, man, I'm a Braves fan and an NC State alum. Doesn't get much more Fiddy hater than Delvis the Rock being a Braves fan and an NC State alum.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Seven zero four five seven
1: zero ninety six ten. You continue. Uh, you can continue to write in some complaints towards Fitty, and uh, maybe tell us the oldest T-shirt that you still own. That was a themed question at the beginning of the show today, and it's been a lot of fun answering some of those. Let's go right back to you, Fitty. Livewire, baby. What kind of sound you got today? Livewires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. Yeah.
3: Down, down, down,
2: down, live, wise, all right, guys. Well, we're going to start with some Carolina Panthers uh, sound. Remember going into the preseason, we were all saying, well, we kind of want to see Bryce Young take a hit to see how he would respond. Well, we saw that on Saturday as the Panthers' offensive line forgot how to block it appeared for three hours. And Chris Sims said on Chris Sims on Button that even though we saw him take a hit, and get back up, he's still got concerns about the Panthers' rookie signal caller.
1: I never doubted his ability to wheel and deal and, hey, arm angles and do all that. My thing is what we saw in the game a little bit. And, and you know, you, you're on the worst team in football or the team that picked first in the draft or whatever. You know, it's not a great team, right? That you're going to have moments like you saw there where, oh, the middle of the field's covered. The pocket's collapsing. Now you got to make a power throw outside, back shoulder, fade down the side and whatever with people around you. And knowing you're going to get hit and don't brace for that hit to where, you know, you don't brace and it it, it affects the accuracy. Right. So those are things that we'll continue to watch from from him.
3: I mean, it just continues with the narrative of. Isn't this the case for any quarterback, whether they're six foot eight and 280 pounds like the guys Walker used to create on NCAA, <laughs> or whether you, you are Bryce Young and have a small stature? Now, granted, I would not want to see him take a vicious hit from a Dexter Lawrence or some of the like, but all of these guys in the NFL are big, fast, strong. So there's not going to be many guys you can take a hit from that you're like, okay, I'd prefer to take a hit from that guy if you are Bryce Young. And so with that said, I think that's a little bit just still kind of lazy when you talk about Bryce Young and just worried if he takes any little hit. I said it before, he got sacked in the SEC over 60 times. I'm sure some of those guys weighed 300 pounds. I'm sure some of them were 250 and had more muscles than uh, a gold's Gym. I'm sure that these guys came in all hmm. shapes and sizes when they hit Bryce Young. And I don't think they hit him softly because he was small. Nobody ran to Bryce Young and say, hey man, I'm just going to give you a quick little tap real quick to, to put you down because
1: you're a little guy. Well, they all came with bad intentions. Well, and Wes, I just didn't see what Chris Sims was talking about yeah, there. Yeah, mean, neither. Yeah, just, oh, plant your foot in the ground, take the hit, and then you know throw it outside the numbers. The dude threw it six times. He talked about basic quarterbacking one-on-one. Guys around
3: you, you, you gotta throw, and you're gonna get hit.
2: Something Look. he couldn't do in the NFL. Yeah, it's he just a- started
1: <laughs> playing football. It's the second take Tuesday, so we had the honor of getting to watch this this game twice. I don't advise it for most people, but we <laughs> did want to watch Bryce Young throws and he only had six of them. So it's actually easier than a lot of other bad games that you might have to go back over and look at. But in those six attempts, there was one incompletion to LaVisca Shenault that looked like a miscommunication between those two. It was when they were backed up against their own goal line and LaVisca was on a comeback route, but maybe didn't go back to the line of scrimmage or the yard line to gain. That Bryce was throwing to. All right, so miscommunication there, and then there was a misthrow on the sideline to DJ Chark, but it was well covered. It wasn't one of these errant throws. Like, good lord, who are you throwing to? There was a receiver open over the middle on that one third down conversion attempt they had, but Michael Jordan didn't provide any resistance from the right side, and so Jefferson drops Bryce Young before you even have a break from some of one of the, or from any of those receivers. I just didn't see any play. Maybe there was the second throw that Bryce Young had to the flats um, with Tuba Hubbard coming out of the backfield where he could have waited a little longer because the, the pressure wasn't coming nearly as much there. It's just that he was backed up against his own goal line. So in your own first start ever, you don't want to have a safety and get sacked like that. That's if we wanted to really be nitpicky, that's one where maybe you say, okay chill out just for a little longer see if you can get Hayden Hurst open in the second level because it looked like there might have been some potential there but that's it that's really the only thing I could have seen Bryce Young do differently with the pressure.
2: Well, and also, um, he said that he's playing on the worst human football from a year ago because he was drafted number one.
3: Yeah, right? I thought that
1: too. I was like, uh, are be a little he's bit not off there, buddy. Good stuff, man. He's not.
2: He's just. I mean, like that take is about as bad as as his uh, annual quarterback list when he ranks the starters in the National Football. I league. do love it because
1: it's wild, though. Like I do like taking a look at that thing because <laughs> boy, it is not conventional whatsoever.
2: So today was a media day for Charlotte football, and I got a great quote for all you 49er fans. Uh, Biff Pogey did confirm that there is a documentary that will be available on ESPN Plus being made about his football program. And he said, quote, I told them there needs to be 15 episodes because we're planning on playing 15 games, end quote. Walker, you're going to the home opener of the college football season.
1: The Biff era, baby.
2: Are you prepared to go see the Charlotte 49ers on their quest to make the college football playoff? (laughs) I'm so
1: here for this. Thank you Biff Pogi you ice you ice cream eaten Charlotte football winning bowl game going head coach of mine that I love so much. I love Biff Pogey so much man because even with some of the comments that he had at the uh, AAC media day (laughs) even if he was only there's only three uh, questions asked. That was great. It was great. And what was great about it is that there are some other programs that only had like three questions asked about them too, but he took a slight to he's trying to play the whole slight game and say no, they don't care about us. It's a completely different team. No, I'm very excited to see what Charlotte football is going to do this year. And yes, Homer Walker was through the roof when Hunter Bailey helped me out and we went over the final schedule and gave some predictions. I had them. No, I did not have them. I had them going bowling, though. I did have them going bowling. And you know what? I stand by it. I stand by the Charlotte 49ers going bowling. Maybe not college football playoff. I'm sorry, Biff. But I got you going bowling, which is a lot better than what some of these other voters will say. I'm also here for it as well. I love the bravado. I just want to see him back it up
3: with the cutoff t shirts. He told me to shoot 15 of those boys. I'm excited to
1: watch it. Can't wait to see what Biff is going to do. We should all wear that in studio one day.
2: We got to get up, use your influence (laughs) as a Charlotte alumnus,
1: member of the Final Four team. I don't think they love me like that.
2: To get us some Charlotte 49er swag.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm going to try Make them love you, babe. I, mean,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that comment. Make him love you, baby. Yeah, I mean, maybe in different contexts it doesn't sound as good, but I loved it there. What else you got for us,
2: babe? Um, I also wanted to add, and maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway.
1: No, this is scary.
2: There is rumors that our very own Chris Lance McClain is going to be voicing over the documentary. So more just national pub, you know, he was all oh, wow. He was on the blueprint stuff that the Carolina Panthers put together, their training camp stuff. So they're taking a sound bite and putting it there. No, he's supposed to be the voiceover guy. Kind of like the guy is. Really right, that'd be guys.
1: big. That's very cool. Very cool to see that.
2: Yeah, I don't know if they're prepared for the train wreck that is Matt. Um, <laughs> another headline that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use from my flash here, but yesterday was big news in the running back market as the Jets finally signed Dalvin Cook to a one year deal, mm-hmm. and the Patriots signed uh, my boy Ezekiel Elliott. To a one-year contract. Which veteran running back do you guys expect to have a better season? Cook, Cook, Cook. That was rude. In 2023. (laughs) I mean, Cook might cook, but he also might be hurt like he always is.
3: Well, Dalvin Cook is going to have a massive year. He's going to be going up against a light box. I know Brees Hall is there, but listen, Dalvin Cook uh, is a war daddy, as Mark Schleriff likes to say. Okay, you're talking about a big-time running back right there run for over 1,100 yards each of the last four seasons. And like I said, Kirk Cousins, though, also had the box light because they can pass the ball along with Justin Jefferson. So not much will change. But just going to New York, he'll have a a a box, like I said, that's very light playing with Aaron Rodgers, another weapon to this offense. And to me, this is a, a very, very formidable move by them. I mean, they've got to look at that bench that Young, Philadelphia Eagles uh, dream team. <laughs> so we'll see if it ends up paying all for him.
1: Dalvin Cook is just a better running back right now than Ezekiel Elliott is. So I'm I'm thinking about going Dalvin Cook, but man, you don't draft a running back that high and have plans to use him like they were going to his rookie season and then just still give majority of the snaps to Dalvin Cook, right? They did give him a lot of money, but man, this is what going to be pretty damn 50-50 between those two. Ramon J. Stevenson, good running back with the New England Patriots. I do wonder if they use Ezekiel Elliott at all in the passing game. He's just not a great separator, not as athletic as Tony Pollard was last year with Dallas, but still somebody that has that ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. The other thing is, New England doesn't have as many weapons as the New York Jets do, so if there aren't as many mouths to feed with New England as there are with the Jets, because you have Garrett Wilson, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year for them, you have Brees Hall. I like Michael Carter as a running back. I mean, he's a third stringer for sure on that team now, but I do like Michael Carter yeah, it's an interesting signing. I didn't see that one coming. I thought they would just roll with Brees Hall, but I guess they were a little worried about his injury history well, from last year. they been
3: with him for weeks, and well, so uh, yeah. I felt
1: like I wasn't surprised at all. Just talking about the beginning of the process, I didn't know if the Jets were going to be involved there.
2: You know, everybody thought when he left his visit without a deal, he'd, he'd end up in Miami, but he wanted to be a Jet all along, and he is a Jet. Let's talk about another guy that uh, – West wanted here in Carolina, won Jadavion Clowney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he visited Jacksonville. He's looking for a home for the 2023 season. Here's what their head coach, Doug Pearson, had to say on Clowney's visit.
1: How positive of a visit was it with Jadavion Clowney yesterday? Who said he was here? A <laughs> couple no people. I mean, there's reports out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he came in for a visit. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to let that information out.
3: (laughs) I mean, why would anybody care anyway? You're talking about a pedestrian player that was once looked to be a trans, uh, looked to be a generational prospect at the defensive line, and now he's uh,
1: getting tryouts. Man, he was not bad last year, though. He's a bust. Yeah. Well, okay. You have did he do something to you? No, not at all. Just calling (laughs) it like it is. He's a bust. Because with Aaron Rodgers, there at least Aaron Rodgers is very easy to dislike (laughs) with everything he's about. Yes, he is. Take it easy on. No, you stop it over there. But with Clowney, no one disagrees that he's not as good as what everybody thought he was going to be at the number one overall pick. Like I get that, but he's still a player worth having on a roster. I mean, still a pretty good at no. I'll pass. I'll pass. Low production,
3: bad attitude, not a great... Work ethic. I'm right. I'm good on
1: clowning. All right,
2: man.
3: man. Yeah, I didn't know. The, the I mean, hatred. y'all tell me where I'm wrong. You let oh, me you, know.
2: Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, when is South Carolina going to ever produce a quality <laughs> NFL player that can stay? He's
1: up? a nice guy, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I mean, well, no, just the he had 11 sacks in 2021. I mean, I know he only had three in 2022. Not much, oh, yeah. but I, I see know nine you, on Pro Football Reference. Well, I you know Pro, pro Football Focus is what I'm going off of. So okay. you know PFF, if you like their grades, it gave him a pretty damn good grade at 76 overall defensively. I just, yeah, man, I think somebody could help, but not to you. I just wish he could
3: have been, I mean, he could have been so much more But that, right. Merrill Hodge was
1: dead on. Well, and that's what, I don't know why his clips have been going viral here lately. Because they were talking about when Johnny
3: Manziel's documentary came uh, out, how he was dead on about Manziel and Clowney.
1: But those even went viral before the documentary released, too. Just somebody was like, all right, Merrill Hodge had it all figured out with Johnny Manziel (laughs) and and Clowney. But, yeah, that's, that's the thing that clouds their judgment of Clowney, in my opinion. It's that, no, he is not the generational edge rusher prospect. He definitely wasn't that. But still a good enough football player. I mean, its I don't know how much of a ringing endorsement that that
3: is. The the, the attitude and work ethic that that it's been uh, alleged that he has that you don't want to bring him around the young guys and then just rub off on them the wrong way. I
1: will say he's been very good against the run in his career. He has been very good against the run. But who cares? It's all about getting after the quarterback. Last one. You got something else for us, Fetty?
2: I was going to play some Bill Belichick audio, but we can go to break if you'd rather.
1: Might as well. Let's do it. All right. All first-round uh, rookie QBs, they will be starting in week one. Is there any QB you'd hold off on starting if you were making that decision? It's Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ.
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
3: This is the Wesson Walker
1: Show. All right, biggest accomplishment overall for Steve Wilkes, and it doesn't have to be a game, right? It can be the improvement and succeeding with Sam Darnold in those six games. It can be the rushing defense. It can be allowing Deontay Foreman to flourish. It could be a whole bunch of different... It's Wess. Well, good
3: Lord, you took everything we could say. Eight (laughs) miles.
1: and Walker. Tell these people something they don't know about them. Right? You know what I'm saying? Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ.
3: That's exactly what that was. (laughs) That was a pretty good,
1: I'm not going to lie. Good well, I appreciate it. You can say it every single time if you
3: want. Continue man. to Thank you.
1: compliment me every single time. Oh, yeah. Don't you do it. Don't you take my thunder. No
3: doubt about it. Welcome back to the show. That is the Wesson Walker Show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Coming back, talking about the Carolina Panthers. You guys can text in with thoughts, 704-570-9610. Also, you can register on our fan poll. Not register, but vote. On our question of the day on the socials, on the WFNZ page, as well as what's Brian underscore 72. We're asking how old is the oldest T-shirt that you wear? So you can vote there and you can also chime in with your text. So getting back to Carolina Panthers business, talking about the first round rookies. And is there any quarterback that you would hold off on starting based on what we've seen so far? And we're going to say in a perfect world, all of these guys would be starters for their teams. Is there anyone that you would hold off on? And so I've always been a guy that I say put them into the fire and let them play and kind of learn. But if I had to, for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to go with CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans because the way that offensive line looked in limited snaps, he went two of 14, 13 yards, two of four, 13 yards with an interception, only a 17.7 rating, but not many pass attempts as we saw, only two possessions. But that offensive line, my goodness, they did not put their best foot forward. He would be the guy I would be most worried about because we've seen Carolina's offensive line play better during the regular season, even though their first outing wasn't that great. But the Houston Texans, we know that there's more needed there besides Laramie Tunsil for them to be a good offensive line. So if I had to pick a guy that I would give a little bit of time on, it would be C.J. Stroud.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because C.J. Stroud comes in as the more pro-ready guy than Anthony Richardson. And there seems to be this divide in how you evaluate Anthony Richardson coming into the NFL. One side might believe that he's a raw prospect. But I've seen a lot of people discuss how he's not raw. He's just inexperienced. How he hadn't played a whole lot. One year as a starter for an entire season down in Florida... You know, goes crazy in his week one start against Utah, right? They win that game. He had the one crazy play where he's rolling out right, avoids a couple of tacklers, and then throws a touchdown pass. And then after that, never really built off of that momentum. We were talking about a Heisman potential guy in Anthony Richardson. But again, this was going to be his first season ever starting. So even with all that being said, even though you view Anthony Richardson as not as pro-ready as C.J. Stroud, I think I'm with you, Wes. I think it is because... You actually have some QBs to work with a little bit more so in um, in Houston, like Davis Mills. At least he started with them a couple of times before. And then if you want to throw him out there, kind of like what the Rams did when they drafted Jared Goff, number one overall, but they put Case Keenum out there to get destroyed by what was an awful offensive line. Then you throw in your number two, number one overall pick, however, whoever it may be. Before he gets, you know, so you don't have to go through a a whole season of just having somebody go through the David Carr experience like also happened with Houston when they drafted him so early. For me, I, I like throwing QBs into the fire, but you have to have a good enough offensive line because then you can truly evaluate these guys. If you're constantly on your back because a defensive lineman gets past the protection and then meets you in two and a half seconds or less every single drop back then there's no way you can get a true evaluation on how good your QB is. So if we throw them into the fire just for fire's sake, but you can't get a true evaluation because they're getting sacked all the time or they're constantly under duress, then what are we doing? This isn't helping anyone. This isn't helping the fan base. This isn't helping the young quarterback that you drafted. And I don't think that's going to happen with Anthony Richardson because you can use his legs more. I think C.J. Stroud is athletic enough. He's going to show more of his legs than he did in college. But Anthony Richardson, you're going to put him in some rushing packages that allows him to stay on the field and be effective, even if the passing game isn't coming along as smoothly as you hope. All of that to say, I agree with you, Wes. If I had to hold off, I think C.J. Stroud would be that guy, even though I'm totally fine with all three of them starting.
3: Yes, and so when you compare Bryce Young and his performance to other rookie quarterbacks, let's hear what Dan Orlovsky had to say on the Pat McAfee show about what he saw from Bryce Young.
2: I thought Bryce was really impressive. I thought, I thought just how smooth Bryce operated was impressive. You know, like, um, played really fast, but never in a hurry. You know, especially against like that, that getting the number three in a progression right there. You know, just against the defense and a defensive line in the Jets, he took some shots. That ball placement on the hitch is perfect. You know, the timing of it is great. I think my takeaway is they need some guys on third down to go be
3: winners, but Bryce was really impressive just smooth operation wise. You got to like that coming from Dan Oloski. This is a guy that breaks down quarterbacks to the nth degree. So there's some positivity there as well. And I think he's going to get more of a chance to be able to shine against the Giants. I'd like to see him in a few more possessions to see. Teams can bounce back from rough starts early in games, and so I'd like to see uh, how that would go as well. So how would you kind of compare him? Because I look at Anthony Richardson, I like what I saw there, despite the interception uh, that he threw, but he still showed a lot of promise. Even Will Levis wasn't bad, 64% passing. He threw a pick as well for 85 yards. And then you're talking about – Aiden O'Connell from the Raiders, though. He had to have the best debut of them all, going 15 of 18 for 141 yards and a touchdown. And I saw covered their game against Syracuse last season. He can definitely sling it as well. So Aiden O'Connell may be a guy to watch for. And Stetson Bennett, 7 of 20, 17 of 29, 191 yards and a touchdown, too. So he played fairly well, even though the Rams got dusted. But uh, how do you think that, Bryce? played compared to other rookie quarterbacks.
1: Well, Stetson Bennett's also 30 years old, so he's already at an advantage (laughs) with some of these other rookie QBs going into the National Football League. Yeah, I'm interested in what people would rather have. Would you rather have Anthony Richardson's performance or Bryce Young's? Because Richardson threw an interception. But Richardson also had a dime downfield to Alec Pierce that, that would it. enhance his passing total. But Alec Pierce dropped what was a touch what was a maybe not a touchdown pass, but would have set them up right at the two yard line. So you got very good, real flashy plays from Anthony Richardson, but also some pretty errant throws. It wasn't just the interception that he missed on. There was some bad kind of panicky throws that he had in this game as well, but did flash, as you mentioned, and the athletic ability. I mean, it's, it's oozing out of his pores, right? We'd rather have that or the Bryce young game where I think Dan Orlovsky still right, despite only having six dropbacks from him. in that first reception to Adam Thielen Bryce Young works from the left to the right of the field, doesn't see anything to his left, continues to operate, goes through his progressions, and then hits Adam Thielen for a first down after you picked up two yards on the rush by Chuba Hubbard to begin the game, and then gets popped immediately. I I didn't see anything as we've talked about. The only thing, if I were to be really critical, the only thing I noticed that Bryce Young maybe could have done better was not throw the ball to Chuba Hubbard to the right sideline backed up against his own goal line. But also, again, I understand him not wanting to get tackled in the end zone and posting a safety in his first ever start in the NFL. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't. And so I could understand him wanting to get the football out of his hands quickly to a running back, even though he didn't pick up any game. So I'm interested in what start you'd rather have. Bryce Young, offensive line, doesn't allow you to do a whole lot, but you looked okay in the six passing attempts you had. Or Anthony Richardson, 7 of 12, a lot more passing attempts, 67 yards. Could have had more, but also you had some bad throws. You know, to me, I think you'd like to see the flashes more, but ultimately I'm cool with what Bryce Young did because – man, there wasn't a lot to do with how much pressure the offensive line allowed through.
3: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I give Bryce's performance an incomplete because we just didn't see enough. I mean, 21 yards passing, six attempts. I mean, that's that's not enough for me to be able to get a gauge. Like I said, you did get to see Richardson and some of the other players get a lot more reps, a lot more throws, and that's why I'm hoping Friday night we get a lot more of Bryce to be able to really get a feel for where he is.
1: C.J. Stroud was the worst, though, right? He – I mean, it was still an incomplete, it was hard, guess, Yeah, but. it was
3: hard to tell, too, because, you know, he didn't have much going as far as attempts. He only threw the ball four times, and the offensive line was so bad. Yes, the interception was bad, but we see Vets throw uh, interceptions where it appears to be a defender they didn't see or things of that nature. So I'm not going to chastise him about that. I mean, he did have a couple of completions, and so we'll see more from him when he gets more reps as
1: well. I still think it was the worst, because even if you don't have that many passing attempts – the interception was not because there was pressure in his face; just flat out didn't see it. Yet. Yeah, he didn't see him. and that was one of the only passing attempts that you were upright. So hit on that. (laughs) And it did seem like I I think he had somebody open on that play, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't gone back to it. I didn't second take Tuesday, the C.J. Stroud interception. (laughs) But I think he had somebody open running downfield. Doesn't mean he's going to be a bad QB. Just means that was the worst start of any of the first round QBs that got significant time for sure. We'll see how the Houston Texans are able to bounce back.
3: Yeah, we will see indeed. And let's hear what Steve Smith had to say about Bryce Young's performance on the Kyle Bailey show. Listen to all the people talk about Bryce Young's struggle. Hmm? I would fair. I would say David, New, I think it was David Nooney tweeted out Bryce Young struggles. I'm watching really? the Arizona, hmm. well, I'm watching the Trey Lance San Francisco 49ers plays and the broadcast. It's saying CJ Stroud struggle, Bryce Young struggle, and now Trey Lance is
0: struggling.
3: I find it tough to say he struggled when, I don't believe he struggled. I, agree. What I believe is he looked like a guy who played his first NFL game with limited snaps. Now, if he played 60 snaps and all you got was that 46 yards, then that's a whole different ball game. I agree with him. 100%. It wasn't enough. How can you make such a grand assumption about, quarterback play when he only throws it six times I mean come on people I need people to
1: tell me what Bryce Young did wrong had he thrown two picks in those six attempts all right I got you but come on now if you think he struggled then I need to know what he did wrong because what else is he going to do when Michael Jordan gets beat as badly as he did as the at the right guard spot when you think your left tackle for the future is going to come in and get some nice reps in the preseason before he really takes off in the regular season. But man, rough series for him right off the bat for Icky. You know, we both think very highly of him. Wes, we both love Icky Aquanu but it wasn't a good outing for him. And I think he would tell you that he gets beat on a stunt and then a swim move or, or maybe just an underneath move where he gets yeah, under speed it, rush. Yeah. So speed rush just gets right by him. And Bryce Young is under duress again. I just don't know what else I've already gone over that example a million times. There, there's only one thing, maybe at least looking at what he was dealing with on a second, you know, second down on his own two yard line. <laughs> I it's, it's a tough situation to be in. I, there was, They were never set up well. The first drive, Hayden Hurst has a five-yard penalty to put him in a second-and-ten situation. Who knows if they were able to pick up the first down after a second-and-five that they were originally set up for. If Raheem Blackshear catches that punt, and he doesn't allow it to roll ever so slowly, and it's so easy for the Jets special teams unit to down it exactly where they want to, if Blackshear just calls for a fair catch, and you're playing from the, what, 17, something like that, wherever it was going to drop does Bryce Young play with a little more freedom instead of being worried about turning the ball over again and giving the other team two points? Because that would be a bad play. So I I just wonder, there were some situations that put him in a bad spot and you didn't want to play him any longer because the offensive line was getting beat. We're asking for your smaller QB, as everybody wants to point out, you're asking for him to be injured at that point.
3: All right. So moving on to the other team in the NFC South that may, Compete with the Panthers or be their biggest roadblock towards an NFC South championship. The New Orleans Saints they come out beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champions, 26 to 24. The Saints quarterbacks combined to go 27 or 38. They had three touchdowns to one pick, for which Derek Carr went six of eight with a touchdown and 70 yards in his lone drive. My man, A.T. Perry, out of wake four, six catches, 70 yards. Derek Carr, too, A.T.
1: Perry. You got to love that. (laughs) Yeah,
3: man. And so uh, I told you guys I think A.T. is going to be one of those guys, man. But uh, you look at defensively as well. The Saints come out uh, a couple sacks on the day. But all in all, a lot of people were excited about the start from Derek Carr and how he looked uh, in New Orleans. Did this give you any cause to worry about the Saints and Carolina's chances of winning the NFC South as they look like a well-oiled machine in one drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, 0%. Just I, 0%. percent Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 0.0. Okay. All right. You clarified <laughs> it for me? No, I just don't. A first drive in preseason, sure. I can't take one series and say, oh, man, I, look, great for them. If you're a Saints fan, I guess you're feeling pretty good about, all right, Derek Carr comes in and he plays well. How many preseasons is this for a veteran quarterback now? It
3: is. It is.
1: I, I Look, I know it's a new offense. I know it's a new team. But, you know, Derek Carr has come in and played how many preseasons? Uh-huh. A lot more than Bryce Young has. No doubt about it. And this is going to be – we've seen so many times where the preseason is not indicative of how you play in the regular season. Mm-hmm. What was that one stretch that the Colts had with even Peyton Manning – when the Colts didn't win a game for like you know, I don't know five year stretch, it was something dumb like that.
3: And the Baltimore Ravens are at, what twenty six well, to twenty four straight.
1: They, yeah, they actually wins. don't lose in the preseason. You're yeah. right about it. it's actually a ridiculous stat. There are so many things to point to in the preseason record wise, how successful a team is in the preseason. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have any indication as to what you're going to do in the regular season. So no, I'm not worried about the Saints. Well, the reason
3: we get paid the big bucks is because we can keep a keen eye on some of the small things. So the only things that I'm looking at is, how does it look? Alvin Kamara comes out, he looks sharp, even though he's going to be suspended. But Derek Carr was... Uh, he was was sharp in his long possession, but A.T. Perry emerging perhaps as another weapon to go alongside of Chris Olave. And then you had a nice sighting of Michael Thomas, who had a nice 16-yard catch on that drive, too. Is he going to come back? There you go. Is he going to come back and be healthy this season? So those are some of the little things that I look for, like how do guys look as far as what you expect from them. I don't care about the score or anything like that, but the fact that you did see Michael Thomas getting involved a little bit, Jimmy Graham registered a catch. Like this is a team that if they can add on to an Olave and then Alvin Kamara and the crew, you know, defensively what they represent. And then you're adding in a Brian Bersi to the mix as a first round pick. Uh, You know, this is a crew that, it it looks promising as well and it looks like it's gonna be a good race regardless for the NFC South. But fitty, let's get to it. We skipped over it. Last flash of the day. Let's get it. Fitty.
2: I know a lot of Panther fans were hoping after the, the performance they saw on Saturday that maybe the Cowboys wouldn't pay Zach Martin and be willing to trade the perennial uh, Pro Bowl All-Pro right guard, but that's not going to happen. He got a new contract yesterday worth over $18 million over the next two years. I often refer to him as the best right guard I've ever seen A Siri tries to interrupt hmm. my flash here. So it was nice – to see him get paid, did you guys ever think that Zach Martin was not going to get his money and that maybe the Cowboys would be open to trading him to a place like Carolina?
1: I mean, Jerry Jones is talking like it. I don't know if I ever believed it, but it was all weird. Jerry Jones is one to do that, trying to keep the power. But Zach Martin matters a lot to that football team. If you have any aspirations of trying to reach the Super Bowl, which is what that team wants to do this year, you have one of the best defenses in all of the NFL. You have an offense with Dak Prescott hoping to avoid the turnover problems that he had last year. But the offensive line is going to have to be as good as it possibly can be for Dak to play as well as he possibly can. That includes signing perhaps what Fiddy says is the best right guard in NFL history.
3: Yeah, I never thought this was going to go far Beyond what it did, I thought he would get his bag, and he got his bag. So when we come back on the Weston Walker Show, we close this thing down on Sports Radio 92.7
0: WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Up Weston Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ.
3: I guess we're going to start <laughs>
1: putting polls out there, right? Yeah, no doubt start putting polls out on our website. We've been doing question of the day for a while, but now I've learned
3: how to navigate the feature to add those question polls on there. And so, yeah, we've been getting some good engagement on
1: that. All right, so follow us at Wes and Walker, at Wes Bryant underscore 72. With the question of the day, we've been doing that a little more frequently here. So what are some of the questions that you want to update us on from the last couple of days?
3: Well, on Instagram... Yesterday's question of the day was, what is your panic level for the Panthers after Saturday? 75% of you said one through five, 22% of you said five through nine, and 3% of you said 10, it's time to bail. And then for today, how old is the oldest t-shirt that you still wear? And overwhelming, 56% of you answered old as hell, 33% put five to 10 years old, and then 11% went one
1: it's a Old as hell. I like that as just a measurement that yeah, people man. were rolling old with. Old as hell. Oh, I'll click on that one. Yeah, yeah we want to know. <laughs> uh, we got some great answers. A lot of people were sending in pics of them in their old T-shirts. The T-shirts from maybe a 2004 ACC tournament. Lots of sports. Uh, what was your favorite one? There was one from the Charlotte Coliseum that yeah, you said that uh, you were really You
3: said with the Duke, Duke
1: Power no there was another one too i think somebody was like uh, stay in school or whatever
3: oh yes the be <laughs> that, cool, stay in school no question about it i never got to go to those though for behavior i always had to stay back
1: oh every single time every huh? single
3: time man i man. was in
1: the room with the kids that couldn't get it together were you just talking too much or were yeah, you out here disobeying people well,
3: see i was like i wasn't bad like fighting and doing stuff like that i was more just talkative, or disrupting the class, class clown type stuff. As I'm sure many of you clown can show. probably see this off of my radio persona.
1: Here's what I want to know from the people: <laughs> uh, I wonder who our listeners think got in more trouble as a kid, Fitty or Wes? Oh, that'd be great. Why can't you get in here? Because I didn't get in you trouble like you did. Goody? I, actually, I wasn't, but I didn't. I just I'm gonna lose that.
3: I was gonna say you think the public has a
1: perception of you as a goody goody. No, maybe. But also, I look, I know what it is. I mean, Fiddy said he got a 19 in Spanish class.
2: That was like, in college, though, because I just didn't do the work. Oh, okay.
1: See, me and you would have been friends, but
3: I would have been the one. I was told, too, by teachers. They told my mom that I was a leader and that I
1: would uh, lead others into trouble as well. So I've been trying with you, but you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Falling for. Oh no! So I—I I mean, I would get in trouble for talking. Yeah. I would—I would get in trouble for some of that stuff. I yeah. mean, maybe I definitely wasn't a goody-goody like that. Yeah. But also, I wasn't getting. I could go on the trip. Yeah. If See, you want me to put and you have a
3: sports conversation and keeps going, and then we can't keep it quiet, yeah. and then we get a couple of
1: marks. I'd get in trouble that way. How yeah. But you said you got in trouble though. Like I've heard you say this before, Fitty.
2: No, I mean, I never, I never got sus- uh, out of school suspension. I got ISS in ninth grade. I'll be it for. Talking too much with a substitute in the class and the teacher the teacher hated me mm. um, because I was very critical of the way he tried to teach. And, <laughs> I'm not surprised. And voice okay. voiced his voiced my him. <laughs> concerns. In front no. of the class. Oh the class. yeah. I mean, like I one time I told him, I was like, Are you gonna teach or are we gonna sit here and talk for an hour? And oh half? yeah. Like,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> a <good> <laughs> but like like here's the thing with like Walker would have been guilty by appearance because you look like a stoner so no matter what was going on people would just imagine that you were doing it because you
3: you kind of look like the grown-up version of the kid from toy story which grade though are we talking about here to assume he's a stoner high school okay seventh grade
1: (laughs) That would i'd be in big trouble i'd be in big trouble if i had weed on me in seventh grade no doubt about it never got suspended i did. I never got anywhere close to being suspended yeah i got suspended a couple times flounder (laughs) did in middle school did he really got in a fight okay so it was for fighting for flounder what about you Wes? do you want to share yeah well
3: yeah mines were definitely not fighting uh i got suspended in Uh first grade i sat on this girl's lap i still remember ricky snitched on me come on that i was (laughs) i was sitting on her lap and then the second time was uh, you know you play fight with girls in school and stuff like hmm. that. But this girl, I just so happened to send my loud mouth friend to break up with her in front of her friends. And it was on her birthday. And so she decided to embellish on the details. And our assistant principal, he said, I know that you guys didn't do this, but I just have to go by the letter of the law. And it got me suspended the week of our first football game as well. And I knew I was in a world of trouble with my mom. And it just popped in my mind as we were riding home. And I was scared to death that I was like, wait a minute. I said, she did this because I broke up with her on her birthday.
1: Wait. um, Yeah, I mean, it might be a little messed up to (laughs) break up with her on her birthday. But also, the assistant principal said, I'm going to have to suspend you for something, even though I know you didn't do it. Yeah, because by the letter of the law... The way it was written, he had to. But he's like,
3: man, I know y'all guys. He said, like, I know y'all didn't do anything malicious.
1: Uh, Logo 704 with a really important question. One I was thinking, but I just moved on. I'm glad he brought it back. Is Fitty talking about Sid from Toy Story? If you're talking about Sid, Then that's just a little better than you comparing me to Gabe from The Office one time. (laughs) Really?
2: Oh, so you'd rather be Sid from Toy Story than Gabe from The Office. I mean, Sid was a menace.
1: Yeah, but there's still enough room for him to grow. Gabe was already too far gone. At least Sid could grow up and say, Whoa, I was a bad little kid, but I figured it out. Gabe has no chance at figuring anything out. You were talking about Andy, though. You were talking about Sid. Yeah, Tell me you were talking about it. (laughs) Yes, the answer is yes. You were not talking about the crazy kid that took doll's heads off and put them on weird spiders that were robots.
2: Yeah, no, you you don't strike me as that guy. I could have seen
1: Bone as a child doing something that maniacal. That got in trouble a lot? Or or being Sid from Toy Story?
2: Am am I allowed to tell about the story? I I told you this last week off the air about the teacher that turned me in for uh, bullying him in high
1: school. Oh God! I don't know. I don't remember this story, so I'm a little scared. Okay, so it's just try to clean it up as best you can. I don't know what I'm getting into. It's
2: nothing bad. So I had a business teacher. I took every business class in high school, and his name was Rick Hodge. And for whatever reason, we just started calling him, or we would just say his name as Rick Hodge.
1: That's so, what you do now. You do that now. Yeah.
2: So uh, <laughs> some fitting some
3: fitting of historic Lancaster to call yeah. somebody's name so like that. So I would that. just walk by
2: his classroom every time, and he'd be standing out there waiting for students <laughs> to come in, and I would just yell, Hodge!" <laughs> and he turned me into the principal for, quote, bullying him because I said his name out loud. As he should, you
3: look bad behind.
2: How is that bullying, though? Like, this was a teacher that I could have legitimately, you know, could have legitimately gotten bullied. But, like, we did it because he was a nice guy and a good teacher. But, uh...
3: It so yeah. sounds like you did, though. If he did, didn't like want you
1: to stop and you just kept doing it. It's a free
3: country. And as I got yes. older, I became like a teacher's pet type. I knew how to push to the limits before Mom mm-hmm. got called. I'd stop right at that point.
1: We'll have to get some of those tips on the next episode. Yeah, man, no yeah. doubt. How to get away with... A lot of stuff in high school. You got to according it. to Wes Bryant. I'm
2: gonna tell about my dream. That's tomorrow. All right, it's a great dream.
1: I'm scared of that too. Yeah, that'll do it for Wes and Walker. Keep it right here for Kyle Bailey, alongside Smoke Ludwig. You're listening Straight to Sports off. Radio 927 <laughs> WFNZ.